Welcome back to another Q&A Friday episode brought to you by our friends at Inspection Manager who are always looking for ways to make the lives of property managers easier. And one of the ways they do this is with their payable as condition report. Not only does it make the whole process much more seamless for the property manager, the experience for your new tenants is so much better. And we all know how important it is to start those relationships off on the right foot. And if you're still printing out your condition reports and handing them over with the keys, you really need to check out Inspection Manager's paperless condition reports. They really are life-changing. Now, I recently had a member of our PM club contact me about a situation that, as property managers, we come up against all the time. Basically, it's when the owner of a property rents out what was their own residence for the first time and they feel that their tenant is being unreasonable with the repairs and the maintenance that they're reporting, particularly in those first few months. Now, Rachel, thanks for reaching out. This is a great topic to discuss and I know you initially asked me about whether I had an email template to assist with this situation and then I jumped onto it straight away and was like, this is such a good topic for our podcast. So also, just so you know, Rachel, you will find I have added a couple of new resources in the X-Files, which our PM Club members can access for this particular situation. So guys, I am sure we all understand that there are different types of investors out there and that we need to ensure that we tailor our communication to suit their particular set of circumstances. Now, if you're a BDM or the person who's responsible for growth in your agency, no doubt you're very aware that someone who's going to rent out their their own home, the place where they've raised their children, they're going to have very different questions and concerns to someone who perhaps has just purchased their third investment property and has only walked through the property once. Like It's only natural that they're, they're going to come from different directions, I guess. But even though we have a conversation with a client about what it may look like when it, when it comes to their obligations with regard to repairs and maintenance, when the requests actually come in, particularly if they're coming in thick and fast from the tenant, it's unlikely that your client is going to remember that conversation. Look, I know for myself, I can barely remember what I ate for breakfast, let alone what someone spoke to me about for two minutes six weeks ago when all I could focus on at the time was how the rent that the agent had told me I was going to receive was actually not going to cover the mortgage repayments. I just want to be clear though, guys, what I'm referring to here is the stuff that's not actually black and white. Now, if the oven doesn't work, then of course it needs to be repaired. What I'm talking about are those things that we get requests for that there's actually no legal obligation for the owner to rectify, but the tenant would really, really like to happen. So when my family and I moved interstate for a few years ago, oh, this was probably 20 years ago, I'm showing my age now, we put tenants in our family home because we knew we would be returning to the area eventually and we wanted somewhere to come back to. Now, my husband, Shane, found it really hard to deal with the maintenance requests we were receiving because he felt like they actually weren't that important. And it was things like the laundry tub is draining too slowly. And his reaction was, it's the original concrete tub that's been in the house for 70 years. What do they expect? Uh, and why do they need a security screen installed? Why don't they just close the front door like we did when we went out the back of the house? Did his reactions 
mean that he's a tight ass? Well, actually, no, because he he isn't. He was more than happy to pay $3,000 to get the hot water system not only replaced but upgraded when it went on the blink. And he, he was actually more happy to spend $3,000 than he was to spend $120 to have the plumber go out and replace a bit of pipe under the laundry sink. What it was is that he and our tenants had different ideas around what was reasonable and necessary. And I had to explain to him that our tenants' expectations were probably never, ever going to align with ours because we each had different goals to do with the property. Like It, it, it was no longer our home, but it was going to be our home again and it had been our home before. So it was, you, know, you get where I'm going with this. I also reminded him that they were paying tens of thousands of dollars over the term of their lease to live in the property. So when you looked at it that way, they weren't really being that unreasonable. Now, as you can imagine, we had a couple of conversations around this and I think he even used the good old, well, it was their choice to rent our property in a, a last-ditch attempt to, to get me to see things from his point of view. He felt I was being too reasonable. And guys, I absolutely get that how I discuss this topic with my husband is probably very different to the conversation a property manager is going to have with their client, but it is a conversation that needs to happen very early on in the relationship. And by conversation, I mean we're giving guidance and advice in a very measured and clear way so that the owner feels that you're actually, you're actually acting in their best interests. Okay, what you don't want to do is to keep just passing along the tenant's requests as they come through without putting some context around why they've asked for whatever it is and and what your advice is. This is actually what our property manager did and her actions could potentially have damaged the relationship with Shane and I and created drama and angst for everyone concerned. So for me, when you have an owner who is renting out their own home, the first step is to prepare them for the possibility that they may receive requests for small things that they themselves didn't necessarily find, you know, important or, you know, they, they didn't even notice even in some instances. And then the next thing to do is to provide some context around why the tenant would like whatever they've requested to happen. Now, if the property manager had said to us, both the tenants are tradies and they do a lot of washing and they, they have both sides of the laundry tubs going at the same time and because they're slow to drain, it's causing issues, then Shane's response probably would have been, oh, sure, mate, no issue, get it done, yeah. Instead, he got a message to say that the tenant was complaining that a laundry tub was taking too long to drain. So can you see what I mean around providing some context around the situation? and how it can make all the difference. And then finally, be sure to provide your recommendation. So remember, you are the professional here. And, and this is why our clients engage the services of a property manager. They actually want our advice, whether they enjoy it or not, or whether they agree with it, we still need to give it because otherwise, what kind of value are we providing? 
So again, it's instead of sending an email to Shane saying that the tenants want to know if you'd be willing to install a security screen on the front door, if our property manager had picked up the phone and said to him, the tenants have asked if you would consider installing a security screen on the front door. As you know, there's that beautiful breeze that comes through of the up through the house of an afternoon and they'd really like to like to take advantage of this cooling the house down while they're out the back playing with the kids. I know this is not something you were probably budgeting for but I think if we organize one of those ornate screen doors it will actually really enhance the look of the property and I know it will make it more appealing for future tenants. Would you like me to organize a quote and kind of leaving it there with Shane. Now, instead of ranting at me, he probably would have just replied to her, oh, if it's going to come under $500, yeah, just get it done. Look, if it's going to be more expensive than that, send me through what it looks like and I'll make a decision. Now, someone else's response might be, listen, I hear where you're coming from, but I'm just not in a position to have one installed at the moment. Perhaps come back to me in a few months' time. Or, An owner might say, no, I'm not prepared to install one. We put that front door in as a feature and I don't want anything covering it up. Now, regardless of whether the answer is yes or no, at least now you can also provide the tenant with the reason as to why their request has either been accepted or denied. Now, by following these three very simple steps when communicating tenant requests to an owner, particularly to someone who's lived in the property themselves, you're actually going to find that you have a whole lot less drama, that the the clients, both owners and tenants, are not going to get frustrated with um, you you not seeing both sides of the story, I guess. So I hope this helps, Rachel. Now, if you have a question you'd like answered on our podcast, you can go to pmxsite.com and click on the free stuff tab. The bottom of the page is a section where you can submit your question or you're most welcome to reach out to us on any of our social platforms. And while you're on our website, if you haven't already done so, please enroll in our mini course about getting more Google reviews and how to handle any negative ones that you may receive. I'll see you next week.